At the best of times, healthcare can prove challenging to deliver. While demand continues to steadily increase, resourcing may not be able to move at the same pace. And that is where clinical innovation comes in. Looking at things from a different angle, investing in new technology, or supporting the workforce to work at their fullest scope, these projects are the heart and soul of the theme, Solving the Puzzle. Tony and I would just like to show our respect by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet this afternoon. Good afternoon, one and all. Um, we're talking about diversity and meeting and unlocking the puzzle. So by understanding the need of our specific cohort of patients, we were able to unlock the puzzle of meeting the needs of the frail older person under a dedicated hospital and the home service. In 2020, amidst a global pandemic, the established acute geriatric service in Toowoomba developed a HITH model, specifically for the frail older person living in the community. The aim was to maximise outcomes and to focus on positive patient experiences while providing acute GEMS and rehab care and allowing for COVID avoidance and a reduction in the risk of hospital-acquired complications. The hospital and the home community aged care, which we affectionately call HISCAC, and I will refer to it as that for the rest of the presentation, is an interdisciplinary team that compri comprises of specialist geriatrician, oversight, nursing, allied health, pharmacy and administration. Our reference point to establish the service was to utilise the Rockwood Clinical Frailty Score and an age criteria to identify and demonstrate our patient cohort. This then enabled a dignification of referrals from various sources. Traditional inpatient teams by way of transfer of care to be continued in the patient's own home. Pulling from the ED for continued workup in a purpose-built acute aged care unit, which we call ACU, and direct referrals from GPs. This slide that we have up at the moment highlights the patient journey from the ED or from an inpatient ward through to care being provided by HITHCAC. The patient is identified on presentation to the ED by the JEDI clinical nurses. We're very fortunate to have an integrated service in Toowoomba under the AGES banner comprising of JEDI, RAS and our HITH. By applying the clinical frailty score, and conducting a modified geriatric assessment, GEDIs can alert the broader team to a potential candidate for admission to HITHCAC. Goals of care are identified in consultation with the patient, significant others and the ED team. Geriatrician oversight, allied health and pharmacy assessment can occur in the ED department and may negate the need to be admitted to an inpatient team. However, if the disposition is for admission, the HITHCAC liaison CNC will follow through the admission and liaise with the treating team with the view to early transfer to HITHCAC and continuing care at home. Once the patient is in ED, consideration for ongoing care can be accommodated for supported discharge. That's done either by the patient being immediately admitted to HITHCAC from the ED department or returning for review in a rapid access clinic within 52 hours of leaving the ED. The Rapid Access Clinic also supports direct referral from GPs who have concerns for patients who have evidence of geriatric syndromes. And this allows geriatrician review and consideration also of HITHCAC. I'm sure you're all 
pondering the question is how did we define conditions we would consider treating in this fledgling Hithcax service? We didn't. In the year 2020-21, we treated more than 163 diagnosed related groups covering medical, surgical and orthopaedics. Our philosophy for this service in providing care was to consider if is it safe, is it feasible and is it the patient's preference and in their best interest. The move to providing the care, this care option embraced the principles of care in the right setting, providing an alternative for disposition planning and decreasing blood pressure within the hospital. Just an, a side note, we did not include COVID positive patients as they were treated under an existing COVID HIS model. Hospital in the home models reduce the disruption to a person's existing support arrangements by providing linkages to the patient's entire care team, inclusive of primary caregivers, GPs and pharmacy, community care services, and the patient's family and informal caregivers. Family meetings are scheduled as required during the HITHCAC admission with recommendations disseminated to the patient's primary care providers. Bridging of patients to internal services such as transitional care program has also been an effective association with our HITHCAC service, meaning that patients can transfer to in-home care and be supported by our interdisciplinary team whilst waiting a placement on TCP. Slide four. HITHCAC has allowed for a meaningful patient and healthcare provider relationship. Experiencing the patient in their own home environment often uncovers contributing factors to a patient's health literacy and outcomes. To allow us to more than scratch the surface and explore beyond the tip of the iceberg, and as the old analogy goes, what we see, what we hear, or what we witness is only a small part of a bit much bigger situation or picture. Our privileged relationship in providing this type of care allows the team to explore difficult and often taboo subjects, such as advanced care planning, psychosocial issues, frailty, incontinence, functional decline, medication effects, falls, loneliness and isolation. Each patient's home tells a different story and that story can be vital in determining the care and supports required for the patient and ultimately it will improve their health experience and the realisation of improved outcomes. Tony will take over now and she'll talk about some of our data and some patient experience um, examples. Thanks, Margaret. So some quick stats for 2021. In 2021, we saved 4,808 bed days. So that's the amount of bed days we spent on a virtual ward. There's 696 patients treated in that year. We maintained 87.8% occupancy. So a key system measure for HITHCAC is ensuring occupancy of allocated beds remain over 85%. Maintaining occupancy is reliant on maintaining relationships with referrers by communicating service outcomes and enhancing the perceived value to referrers and patients. Value is also seen when patients represent, as there are mitigation strategies in place to ensure when they go home it's to a safe environment and any supports that are required have already been engaged. 
Gemtype care delivered within a Heath model has shown to attract funding greater than the cost of care provision based on SNAP class WOW compared to associated care costs such as your clinical staffing, cleaners, um, admin, your lab work, your imaging. So all of that bundled up together, we get more WOW and more money back than what we actually spend when we do it in the home. And that's for SNAP classes that are of moderate impact. Limited dedicated beds to provide gem care within our hospital setting reduces the availability of this care type to be provided to patients with moderate functional impairment. So we've actually increased the provision of gem at our health service, ensuring that there's preventative measures for patients who are at risk of declining further without that care. So moving to a HITH model such as ours enables targeted geriatric care provision in the absence of available physical beds, not only improving the current health status of the patient, but ensuring future care needs are identified, addressed and, where able, mitigated. This is, this is a little bit of a passion of mine. Clinical governance. When setting up a service like this, it's really important to engage your referrers and your staff with clear communication on what we're trying to achieve and how we plan to achieve it and also that it's safe. As Margaret said before, we don't have set DRGs. So to ensure the safety of our patients, we have significant numbers of procedures where we've thought of deteriorations, code blues, what are we going to do in those circumstances and we documented it prior to taking any patients. In the environment that we started the service, we had two and a half weeks to do so. So we worked very closely with our nurse educators we also have forms to support our staff to ensure that they know what's expected of them when taking care of patients on the road. For our patients, healthcare doesn't always relate to health conditions. We've got a little bit of a patient story up there. I think the most pertinent part of that, and I know we're getting close to time, is actually for this patient, this frail older patient in a Toowoomba winter was having falls at home. She went home with a UTI and a delirium, which we were treating. She was actually having falls, and when we looked to investigate why she was having falls, it's because we had blankets everywhere, and we were sitting with blankets on us, because she didn't actually know how to change her air conditioning from cold to warm. So the way this lady was keeping warm was with blankets, and she was having falls. So our pharmacist and our registrar were able to switch that reverse cycle around and fix that for her. Thank you. Bit of feedback. Overall, we get resoundingly positive feedback. Patients like hospital in the home. They like being around the things and the people that they love. For frail older people, it leads to incidental exercise. It reduces hacks. It reduces falls. It reduces deconditioning. 100% of patients agreed or strongly agreed the staff involved them when talking about their care. They felt valued and respected and the staff explained things well. A lot of this feedback has to do with one thing and that's time. Patient time is the most valuable currency in healthcare. Time not spent waiting, time not spent languishing, time not spent anxious. By putting patients in their own environment, we are giving them back the time to themselves, where they want to be. We are spending more time with them, one-on-one, -on -one, understanding what their goals are, what their care needs are, and what their priorities are. We are to deliver holistic healthcare in the true sense of the word. So we ask statewide that if it's safe and if it's feasible and it's sustainable and it's the patient's benefit, why not HITH? That's all. Thank you.
as always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.